Back to Geeks Inherited the Earth. I am JC. I am CK. I am Mike D. And this was the second take to do the intro for our animation <laughs> episode because uh, I forgot about the woo woo and you have to. <laughs> you you can't, fucked you can't, it up. Yeah, I fucked it up. You, you gotta fuck it up. Uh, this is our animation episode, taking a break from all things comic books to go for all things animation. Be sure to stick around until the very end because we have a very special interview with Rob Paulson. Oh, yeah. Uh, who's that, JC? Glad you asked, voice in my head. Uh, that was a voice of a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle and most importantly to me, Pinky from Big in the brain and uh, we've got them on this episode uh, so please stay tuned and uh, don't fast forward to the end unless it's awful and then fast forward to the end but either way listen to us <laughs> talk to Rob Paulson for evidence that we interviewed a fucking Ninja Turtle it was two Ninja Turtles but we'll two get to Ninja that Turtle, later Turtle yeah Turtle power <laughs> so yeah uh, we're taking a break from comic books because we beat it like a dead whore yeah. uh, <laughs> horse shit <laughs> a dead <laughs> whore either way no that's staying out, in that came out real bad <laughs> staying that's in staying in <laughs> Uh, this is JC's Gaff Machine episode. Next will be opening for Joe Biden. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, we we talk about animation and, and like like in our group thread probably as much as we talk about anything else. So uh, we've been saying, yeah, we're gonna do an episode of Low. Uh, so we're actually gonna do it now because uh, like it's such a big part of of like nerd culture. It, it really is. Like everybody's got their own take on it. Anime will hit on another one. This is just like your general ass animations. But, uh, Cody, you wanted to get us started? Yeah, I was just tapping my mic because I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> uh, well, at least you didn't fuck up a dead horse. So. Oh, yeah, I didn't fuck a dead horse at all. Uh, oh, fuck up a dead horse. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, God. It's bad joke. Bad joke. Sh- we should really restart this. <laughs> nope. No, it's know, not happening. It's, it's not stuck happening. here. We're stuck here. <laughs> uh, so, uh, animation's been around for a long time, uh, particularly in film. I know there's some stuff that's like way before I can think about what it is that's probably like stop motion stuff that was in the 19 teens and all that but i mean really steamboat willie kind of kicked it off with disney better say steamboat willie when i think of uh, like origins of animation pow yeah that and then like snow white was the first big feature and that one you know it's kind of crazy when you watch some of that old stuff because it's rotoscoped Mm, right you can tell there was some rotoscoping going on it's kind of like how they did the uh max fleischer did the superman stuff which is also another animation during that era that was kind of before the disney or before the looney tunes but right there with the 40s disney stuff no computers, all hands-on. Yeah. And a lot of actors. I mean, and mm-hmm. they were using that to film some of those scenes, which is pretty intense. So, like, Snow White, that's the first major Disney film. Kind of kicked it all off. But then we moved into, of course, Looney Tunes. Right. That's, uh, Looney Tunes is really fundamental in my early, early little kid animation memories, for sure. It's just, just in my bones. I know that I watched it, and I don't remember it. Really? Yeah. yeah I, I know that I saw it because it was in the same block with Bozo the Clown, and I remember uh, watching Bozo the religiously. Grand prize game. Oh, yeah. Uh, Do you mean like all, all Looney Tunes? You don't remember like Bugs and all that? Like I remember Bugs Bunny and Elmer Fudd, and I remember a little bit about Daffy Duck, and that's really it. Like, I know huh. the voices in my head, but it, it was one of those things that was on so much. Like I don't expect my daughter to remember a specific SpongeBob episode kind sure, of thing. Right. I think, I think that I just watched it so 
so much in syndication when Cartoon Network first came out. Mm. That was a big thing. Well, also, but when I was a kid, they played it a lot. Like, yeah, I remember... Saturday mornings for me, yeah. it was always present. I just remember, like... I mean, because you have really big standouts there. You have a, you have episodes that are standouts because you have, like, the first one where um, the monster... Or the... The the, uh, or the first Bugs Bunny, anyway. the Where the mad scientist had him in the... Uh, it was like the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde scientist. Oh, yeah, yeah, And he yeah, was yeah, giving yeah. him the potion, like the different potions and it would turn him different colors and he'd like turn into different <laughs> monsters. <laughs> yeah. Out of all of that era of cartoons for me when I was a kid, I just like the one that stands up for me is the Roadrunner and a coyote because yeah. I thought the Roadrunner was the biggest dick. It was like the coyote, <laughs> he would stop trying to kill you if you would quit being such an asshole. <laughs> that's still, that's, and that's still Looney Tunes or Merry Melodies or just yeah, that yeah. Warner Brothers brand in general kind of fell under one. It was, it, that could all be called Looney Tunes during that time. I remember as a kid, I think why I liked it so much as a kid is opposed to Mickey Mouse and all this other kind of semi-childish stuff, it felt like it kind of had an edge. Like it was mm-hmm. not dangerous, but it felt more... I don't know, edgy and real. Not real even. It's hard for me to put my finger on it. It just felt like it was inspired and kind of for a little bit older. It didn't feel goofy and silly like Mickey Mouse. You know? I liked Looney Tunes. I liked Hanna-Barbera, but I didn't like Disney, like the cartoons as a kid. Like I liked the features. But like, but my my dad would try to get me like, hey, watch these Mickey Mouse cartoons. I'm like, this is stupid. Do you? Think, oh, I've always hated like I, I never. Oh, it's like it's like the Chippendale stuff. Like some of that was okay, but well, like yeah, other yeah. than that, well, when they got when they when they branched out into things like Ducktales and yeah. and Tailspin and stuff like that. Okay, that I'm on board for sure. 110. But we're talking about the early stuff. I couldn't give more of. I mean, I can not give a less of a fuck about it. No. I like I like some of the Donald stuff. Just some of the shorts, but that's the thing is all that stuff was serials during yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, I mean, oh like, totally. Like even the even the Looney Tunes stuff because there's there'll be scenes where somebody he's like, "Is there a doctor in the house?" <laughs> you know, <laughs> and the guy stands up, "I'm a doctor," and he's obviously in a theater. Right. No, so, the, you know. the one Disney uh, uh, short that I'll take exception to is a Christmas Carol. Like, like, oh, that, that that's, that's a movie. Well, yeah, it, it, well, it's to <laughs> it's me, it's short though. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's as short as the episodes to me. It, it's, it's like when I was a kid, I thought hour? it was just like a yeah. an episode, but uh, that's that's still to this day my favorite Christmas special. Mine too, absolutely. It's so fucking good. And then I'd, I'd get so mad because when you saw it on Disney Channel, they'd be like, okay, now here's some uh, Donald Duck shorts. I'm like, ah, fuck it, just go back to the one that I like. <laughs> <laughs> um, the stuff that I did like that I remember renting constantly was it was very much like Looney Tunes, but not it was called Silly Symphony. Oh yeah, yeah. And but that was like super old. And it was it would they would just play like they would sing songs and it would uh like they would be like in a candy land. So like the stuff from Silly Symphonies very much felt to me like a lot of the Tex Avery stuff or the uh you know, that Max Fleischer stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I was talking about the Superman serials. Uh, I liked Hanna Barbera. And yeah, boy, did that shit not age. Like that's pro- no. that's some problematic. That's hard to find though. It too. is hard to find. Lately. There's so much. I you know I have a general idea of all the Hanna Barbera stuff, but when I pulled up a list of it on Wikipedia, I was like, my There's so fucking god. Fun. And 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 I don't think they. I I I, I, I know Pumping I sound like Archie out. Bunker defense right now, but I don't think they really knew how problematic it was when they made it. I thought they just thought it was kind of hokey and funny. But holy shit, if you go back and watch that, there's some serious racial stereotyping and racial, I mean, like racial shit out the asshole and some really horrible treatment of women in those. Yeah. But when is. you were a kid, you didn't fucking no. think about it. Like, I didn't know any better. And some of them aren't as bad as others. Some of them still hold up okay, like Wacky Races. Hold Wacky up Races is, uh, it was the hardest for me to find as a kid, and I think that's why it's still my favorite. Yeah. I think uh, Hong Kong 
Fooey is a little questionable these days. Yeah, no, yeah. no, it definitely. Oh, you can Number one super guy. Like it's it's really hard to even say his name without having to do a shoulder check. Like, is anybody around? <laughs> yeah, I like anybody right now. If I say the words Hong Kong Fooey out loud, will someone smack me? Because if and he is, yeah, I mean, he's very. I don't know. Okay, that show's problematic. But then, <laughs> yeah. but when you were a kid, you fucking loved oh, it. Oh, I thought it was man. great as a kid. Um, and, and I remember the the. Like, I don't remember the name of him, but like the drunk mice, like the drunk Mexican mice. Oh, uh, that was uh, that was Looney Tunes. Was that Looney Tunes? Yeah, that was uh, Speedy Gonzalez. Speedy Gonzalez. Speedy and, uh, Gonzalez so loves okay, everybody. Seaster. So, sorry. When, when I start <laughs> thinking of problematic cartoons, I assume it's all under Hanna Barbera. Uh, right. oh, no, oh no, 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 no. no, no, no now Looney Tunes has a lot of problems. Yeah. Now uh, Warner Brothers has they, they before Looney Tunes comes on on Boomerang, it has a uh, before certain episodes, it will have a warning. You know, let your kids know that there's warning. some stuff in this. That they did it before Disney ever did. They're gonna get and, triggered. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. And you know, <laughs> that's crazy. It's like, dude, I. But no, I watched Dumbo, man, and I went, whoa, because yeah. uh, those crows and Dumbo, man, um, it gets really close. I mean, they're they're. He, he's called Jim Crow. His name is Jim Crow. Yeah, but my 10-year-old's not going to know what that fucking is. I know. You know what? I would far rather than put up a trigger warning and a disclaimer than actually go back and edit stuff Please out don't there. edit it. No. Yeah. Don't do that. Well, I mean, if, if, if you're doomed to repeat the past if you if you, mm, if you do that yeah. type of shit. Because that's how the slippery slope restarts. Wisdom from JC. I believe we talked some of this on uh, the Disney episode, Disney Plus episode. I think that we did yeah, bring yeah, it up they didn't. They, they, they put up oh, uh, yeah, yeah, title yeah, cards right. in front of stuff on yeah. Disney Plus. It's like, they didn't edit shit. They're like, uh, you might want to have to talk about your kids, but this was acceptable at the time, and we ain't changing shit. So they pulled the Warner Brothers on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. title cards on yeah. it. So with, with Hanna-Barbera, I liked, um, you know, I liked the Flintstones all right. That was pretty good, I guess. Uh, Jetsons. Uh, Jetsons were fun. I uh, really liked Thunder the Barbarian. It, that's what I wanted He-Man to feel like. I was like, I want Thunder Barbarian, but it to be the He-Man characters. I have a Thunder the Bar. I still have a Thunder the Barbarian uh, lunchbox at my house. That's <laughs> badass. It's blue. It's one of the big like toolbox looking ones that flips up. You know, like the double, like the square kind. And uh, I don't have the thermos, of course, because no one has the thermos. <laughs> you, if, if you have the thermos, you have something worth money. <laughs> when you don't have the thermos, you have something worth about three quarters of what it would be worth. It's still cool as hell, though, and I got marbles in it. <laughs> the Flintstones are, are how my dad described uh, cheating in a marriage to me. <laughs> Said the Flintstones had a huge place in my I'm not even joking. Wait, he was wasted drunk, and he was watching the, the, the intro to the Flintstones. He's like, See when he gets locked out of the house right there? I was like, yeah. He's like, Barney Rubble's sleeping with his wife. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I know what That's this so even confusing. means. And I was like, okay. In my brain, I thought they were just in a nice little bed together. And then, like, years later, I'm like, Dad, you were a drunk. <laughs> yeah, you, that, was, that would be very confusing for a child to understand what the hell he was just saying. <laughs> oh, I, I said, I found out what, kind of what it means because I said it in school. And they had to call oh, my yeah. mom. <laughs> we had uh, the bird men. Yeah, and, Birdman, uh, Herculoids, yeah. Fantastic Four, Banana Splits. There, I love so that. Many of this stuff, and it, a lot of this stuff, I was watching as a kid in syndication in like eighty, eighty one, and to me, it felt like that's when it was coming out. But this, this shit is back from the 60s, 67, so 66. Wait, they they have Banana Splits. Yeah. So they they had the Sid and Marty Croft stuff. I mean, at least the Banana Splits Sid and Marty Croft. They stuff. did. Oh I man, that, I, like I didn't the know splits. that Woody Woodpecker wasn't a new show when I was a kid. Oh yeah, well I didn't, I didn't know. know that Looney Tunes wasn't either until somebody said, until I started seeing World War Two stuff on the episodes, and I was like, oh yeah, that's why there's a gremlin banging it, on a thing. Hanna Barbera was the one that really sold it for me because of the soundtrack. I was like the the, the background music for oh, Hanna Barbera yeah, stuff fantastic. is how I could date it. 
Um, but I think even that was only because Dick Tracy came out, and I'm like, oh, that's the music from the hand. Oh, those cartoons are old. <laughs> <laughs> um, I liked. Uh, God, Johnny Quest was Hanna Barbera. That Johnny was. Quest. But here's the thing: there were different tiers for the for animation. That's true. And for and there were different tiers for Hanna Barbera because you had mm-hmm. Disney was had the most money to throw in their animation. Theirs was the like the highest, like the best animation. Even though if it wasn't the best animation to you, it had the best an, the most animators working on it the longest time, the most money thrown at it anyway. Then you had Warner Brothers doing their thing, and they would have like the static background. You could always tell when something was going to move because that thing was a little bit uh, had the thicker outline around it but that was about the cheapness of that but Hanna-Barbera was very very cheap animation so they had to work with a lot of static backgrounds a lot of frozen faces if you recall it would just be a frozen face with a moving mouth and they would use that same shot about 10 times it's like when you watch the Flintstones that stuff would be rolling by behind Fred when he was it would be like three houses my favorite from all of that stuff is still Wacky Races but until I watched it as an adult I never realized how ungodly fucked the animation and budget must have been for that show oh yeah that was because like, I thought that it was they were doing like something cool and weird or maybe it was from another country or something because the mouths never sink yeah and then I'm like oh wow you guys had no money then no. <laughs> I can't remember who did Rocky and Bullwinkle um, I want to say that might have been Rankin and Bass. Rocky and Bullwinkle. I think it was Rankin and Bass. Annoyed the shit out of me because if you if Rocky and Bullwinkle was on, like like in, that that meant you were at your grandparents' house and they didn't want to see any new cartoons. They're going to rewatch. We're going to watch ours. Rocky and Bullwinkle. I want to see ours. And like I didn't, I, I was, I didn't. The generation gap had hit. Or I didn't understand like the why Boris and Natasha was funny. I just thought they talked really weird. Mm-hmm. Like I thought they were making fun of somebody that was a little special. Like I had, oh, no, you had like, no idea that I, they were making fun of Russians. No <laughs> clue. Bad Russian accents. And you know, I, and, and you know, when you're weird. a kid and you don't know what's happening, you're if your grandparents just or your parents just want to fuck with you, they're not going to correct you. They're like, look at that little idiot. <laughs> so like, I, I never got into Rocky and Bullwinkle, but I would watch it because that was the only again back to wacky race. Wacky Races came on after Rocky and Bullwinkle when I was with my grandparents, so I would sit through it and be like, yes. It was like that and Pink Panther. I like uh, Pink Panther. I couldn't I like get into Pink Panther I, as a kid. I, I didn't like Pink Panther, but I liked uh, I liked Rocky and Bullwinkle just because of the other stuff, like uh, uh, the time-traveling kid with the dog. Oh, uh, the Wayback Machine. Yeah, they had the Wayback way Machine, but I can't remember the name oh, of, the, of, of either one of them right now for some reason. It's just, boop, it's gone. But yeah, that was... I'll think of it in a minute, and yep. yeah, the CKPD is slow tonight. Not had enough yeah, caffeine. Yeah, you gotta get that bang. Drink that yeah. bang. Drink my bang. I'm I like how it down. in the last 15 minutes, all of our caffeine has started to kick in. Yeah, so my, it, yeah at the beginning of it, brew here. Yeah, yeah. At the beginning of it, it's like, yeah, hey, welcome back to Geeks and Hair to the Earth, but verbal slip, verbal yeah. slip. Now it's like, oh my god, you remember this episode? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so as it turns out, Cartoon Network Studios was a division of Hanna Barbera. That explains how they were redoing all this stuff like C Lab and Birdman and, and oh, putting okay. all that back in action. I didn't even realize that. C Lab is still one of my all time favorite fucking cartoons. Yeah, C Lab. So it's uh, and wait, which version? The original or the C Lab twenty twenty one? Twenty twenty one. I'm just making sure because I mean there was a C Lab. <laughs> the, the the one episode where the soda machine drops on the captain is oh, like yeah. brilliant. oh fucking brilliant. brilliant. I love it when he's the episode where he's like no one's touching my stash and he puts the mustache on and he says mustache. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's silly, but it's amazing, and it's meme. It was memes before memes. Cartoon was- Network, when they got a hold of that stash, that is some of my all-time favorite animation. Fucking, it was uh, inspired. They were just having so much space fun. Space goes it. coast to coast. Uh, st- space Ghost is so <laughs> fundamental to this new era of animation. When when people think 
of Cartoon Network, a smart-ass adult cartoons, this new vision of what was going on. That's all from Space Coast. That is what fucking started it. It is. Well, for me, it's in two divisions, and I'll hit the second camp of this in a minute. Uh, but uh, one is the Simpsons spawn that turns into Family Guy South Park. There's that tree. That branch. Yeah, yep. that, that, that's, that's true. real Absolutely. adult family. And yeah. then or there's the other tree that is Space Ghost. And then people realizing we can do fucking anything. And that was yeah. Evan Dorkin, man. That Space Ghost Coast to Coast was Evan Dorkin's vision. And it was really cool to see him transition uh, out of uh, comics into that. And, and total vision. Like, and he right, was very, right. he, he's, he, he really had an idea for it. And he really went for this. Okay, we're going to do a talk show. But we're going to do it with, with Space Ghost. But we're going to use these characters. And we're going to really define characters. I mean, Brack mm-hmm. is one of the, Brack. My name Brack. is Brack. <laughs> Don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> I still say that to this day. And people won't know what I'm talking about. But then I send it to them. And they're like, that's funny and stupid. Where's that from? Ooh. And what? I have to explain. What was fucking crazy is I remember just sitting in my room. And I was like fucking teenager and I'm stoned and it's like midnight and I'm channel surfing and Space Ghost comes on I go why are they playing this old Space Ghost cartoon and the first I had never seen a trailer I did not know it existed I, I I was wondering how high I am because I could have swore I saw Beck's head in a TV screen fucking talking to Space Ghost and I'm like no one's ever gonna believe me and like I was obsessed from that moment on. Like I was, obs- and like after that, I saw my first episode of C Lab twenty twenty one, and I was like, "Fucking, oh, what's this Adult Swim thing? This is fucking brilliant!" Tell yeah, talking about being stoned, watching that stuff at three in the morning at that same time, that same era is when the very first Iron Chef started going on TV. So oh we went God, like, you're oh God. right. Watch Space Ghost and then and smoke the a bowl and turn over Iron Chef and oh just lose God, it because you're like, "What is happening?" You're so right. <laughs> and then like, I, I can still remember being up that late watching those two. Yep. yep. Like completely, hundred percent. I started college in '99, and that's when the, those shows were now at their highlight. That's uh, when they were at their mm-hmm. fucking apex. And I remember I would like I I lived like half an hour away from campus, right? So I would hang out. We we we'd do homework and our projects and everything up until eleven. Then we go get stoned in the parking lot and go into my buddy's dorm room and we just wait for the Cartoon Network block of Adult Swim to start playing. And like, like all of that shit when it was happening, like the dorm room ratio of fans to that, like really fucking. I didn't know anybody on campus that wasn't watching Space Ghost and C Lab and Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Oh, Aqua Teen, man, fuck! Talk about a fucking underrate. I hated that show at first. I don't know really? what it is. I it took me like three episodes, and then there's just one I saw, and something clicked, and I was like, okay, never mind. This is the funniest shit I've ever seen. I don't know what, what happened with that, but I think I, th- I think it's the. It's so shocking. At first, it doesn't hit you because it's kind of like irreverent. It's kind of like how people were originally with um, uh, Tim and Eric. You know, some people uh, still hate Tim and Eric, but I when mean, you realize, <laughs> see, but when you realize on for some of that stuff, particularly Eric Andre, a little bit more, where it's it's oh, they're doing absurd comedy, it's super absurd, and like oh, this is absurdist. This is like if Mister Show was on crack, mm. <laughs> then yeah, but. Nothing compares to Mr. Show. We'll get to that another time. <laughs> but yeah, that Adult Swim stuff, it all fed originally from the Hanna-Barbera stuff. Right. But the formative years, I think, for most of us were the 80s cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> Following that Hanna-Barbera area, uh, Ronald Reagan, if I'm not mistaken, if my memory serves correctly, dropped some laws uh, involving advertising and children's shows. Mm-hmm. And boom, that opened the floodgates for all of these TV commercial toys. Uh, G.I. Joe, Transformers, 
visionaries, uh, masks. I mean, we can just go on for days. Masters Masters of the the universe. universe. (laughs) Yeah. So when it became that TV uh, cartoons uh, no longer had to be educational and you could just essentially commercialize the hell out of them, that's that damn broken there. They all came and I fucking loved every one of them. (laughs) Yeah. Me too. G.I. Joe, uh, that's what I that I, I was a smart kid I guess for this because well, I had tell you, to, just I, whatever you got to tell yourself. No, uh, <laughs> fuck you. No, I, 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 I see average. I quickly realized that GI Joe was a cartoon to sell me toys, and I realized that my parents had not figured that out. <laughs> so I just kept making them, and like the way that we would do it was uh, there was a VHS rental store down the road, and we had a, like the this two VCR setup, so we would just bootleg all of those little collected tapes of G.I. Joe. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And I would purposely replay the episodes with the toys I wanted when my parents mm-hmm. were in the fucking That's right. Room. Subliminal. And, uh, and like, it, it didn't dawn on me that all of the other cartoons were selling me toys. But I knew G.I. Joe was, goddammit. And like, uh, G.I. Joe, the movie, we've been talking about this for so like. So weird. Week. That's a weird one. We can't find the fucking thing no, anymore. I tried. I spent like two hours the other night trying there to find it. There is only one way to it's watch it. It's not even on Tubi. All of G- they have the entire G.I. Joe series, yeah. even the late 90s stuff, but not the They movie. have the dick stuff. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, it's deek. I know, but I, I say dick. Fucking G.I. Joe's movie, it had, uh, what was it, the Nemesis Enforcer? Nemesis yeah. Enforcer, Globulus. Cobra and, Cobra uh, my favorite, fucking Globulus, man. That's- Cobra. La, 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 When you try to explain to kids today why, when the first time you saw, like, uh, like Cobra Commander turn into a fucking snake yeah. or Globulus appear like you, like when you try to explain like why is that so impressive like, because no one ever fucking done it before they changed the rules god damn it they changed the rules <laughs> dude when in that in the opening sequence from Pythona you just see so her awesome. cutting through all those walls and stuff and then you see Nemesis Enforcer slashing through walls and you're like what's going on who are these guys because you're cool didn't come from anywhere because by the way if you didn't know this G.I. Joe is a highly trained mission force <laughs> created to fight Cobra a deadly terrorist organization hell-bent on world domination or some shit from america by the way <laughs> yeah and they well at first they were from america but in season two they were an international oh, force yes. oh yeah that's right <laughs> branching out yeah because that uh, season one was the uh the og joes i mean you had uh larry hammer doing the uh comic book series that was kind of le- kind of led in at the same time as the animated series but they had brought back a, a toy that was from the 60s, and they found a way to market it to a Reagan-ready country. It, it VS <laughs> the eyes of Star Wars with the small figures with the vehicles. Yeah, they exactly. were like, ooh, look what they're doing over there with Star Wars. Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and the show was... And they didn't have to wait for another movie. They could just keep pumping out cartoon yeah. after mm-hmm. cartoon. Okay, we're out point. of this toy line. Hold on, what have you guys been designing? Let me write them into this fucking episode real quick. Our machine... This is a machine that prints money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of machine... They also did the same thing with Transformers. More than meets the That's eye. another one with a movie that's just fucking... Now, that one you can find, and it's fucking still weird it's, it's as It's hardcore. Shit. It is hardcore. That was really... That's love super that violent. It <laughs> super me violent. up as a kid, man. Absolutely. Uh, I think I like it... I think I like G.I. Joe the movie a little bit better, but I love them both so much that I can't even pick. I like G.I. Joe the movie way better. Way Dude, better, it's Transformers movie's awesome. Unicron! Jesus! Right. <laughs> it, it's very much kind of a Star Wars ripoff, though, in many, many ways. Oh, I yeah. Mean, the soundtrack, especially. That's the one thing that always stood out to me. was like, okay, since they can't do the score, they're just going to do sci-fi synth sounds to make it try right. to sound like an orchestra. And how did they screw up both their series and get them sold to someone else? They killed... Uh, in in. Yeah, or in Transformers the movie they kill Optimus 
Everybody got mad. It hurt the series very badly. Fuck, they killed the entire cast of Autobots in the first, like, ten minutes of the movie. Yeah. I, I don't know. I guess they were just like, oh, it's robots. It's fine. You can show them getting blasted in the face and their eyes smoking and turning into husks. When, and like, yeah. I was like, when Octopus, ten years old? Like, what is happening? When Optimus yeah. Prime died, I remember screaming to my mom going, but he's coming back, right? Mom's like, nope. When you die, you're dead. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Like, that's not how I need to learn this life lesson about fucking Optimus Prime. And, that, and it happened to G.I. Joe too, but it's yep. because they made something confusing. Because originally, because the movie for Transformers came out and everybody flipped out. All the kids flipped out. Oh, they wrote they letters out. wrote. Uh, it was like a huge campaign. Everybody was boycotting Transformers mm-hmm. because of Op- ultimately because of Death of Optimus. Yes. And um, so they were making G.I. Joe the movie at the same time. It's both like around 86, 87 mm-hmm. when they were working on them. And... In the G.I. Joe movie, it was supposed to end when, when Serpentor throws that snake at Duke and it goes in his heart, he dies. Yes. But they added in a little bit of ADR right at the end where Scarlet goes, he's in a coma. Oh, yeah. And it's all, you don't see her mouth no. move. It's fucking off screen. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. Holy shit. Because of the Optimus fallout. Yeah. And it still didn't matter. <laughs> also, because of the Optimus fallout and the huge backlash, the G.I. Joe movie did not air theatrically. It went straight to VHS and the episodes. And it was supposed to go into the theater, but the Transformers movie failure just fucked it all up so yeah. bad they never got to put it in the theater. They never yeah. Because yeah, I, I, I swear we were just talking about this the other day. It, it fucked me up as a kid because it's still title carded as G.I. Joe the movie and it gave you the part number uh, and I was like what well so this is part two of four but they didn't when you were watching them in reruns which is what I was doing they didn't air sequentially so I had to like see it out of order in the span of a month before I'd finally seen it all when and, they cut the movie into four in 87 yeah yeah and then they they had it on a VHS tape but it was split between two collections so we had to get two different ones to rip them to have one copy of G.I. Joe. There finally was a single VHS because I, I had it. It was in yeah, the 90s. You? I had the big poofy uh, Yeah, it was like a, a, a big box version. Oh, yeah. Back when they had they let you know that this is for kids by putting it in a big poofy pillowcase yep, yep. looking fucking <laughs> yeah. cover. Exactly. Well, there was a pillowcase clamshell and then you had big boxes which were for great horror films you'd never seen. Mm-hmm. That's why I look uh, at it. A lot of uh, <laughs> our, our younger listeners right now are listening to this like, what the fuck is a VHS? What the fuck are you talking yeah, about? Yeah. Uh, this is why we're still obsessed with G.I. Joe and yeah. Transformers and why it's fucking coming back. I love seeing younger people look at this shit and be like, why is this stuff coming back? Oh, look at these cool 80s toys. We've been waiting. <laughs> Speaking of uh, coming back, man, we're on the tails of, we're not going to go into it in this episode much, uh, but we're coming off the tails of Toy Fair New York 2020 and holy fuck, speaking of things coming back. Yes, yeah, particularly One Hasbro. thing after the next. Yeah, mainly Hasbro, but uh, G.I. Joe in particular, you know, it's, it's been dormant for a while now. Um, you know, nobody's really wanting to buy their kids military toys these days. It's almost like that's considered problematic in a war culture. For <laughs> right, right. Yeah. yeah. But the point being is that it is back in a big big way if you guys haven't checked out new york uh, toy fair 2020 i don't know how you've avoided it on the internet but yeah. uh, look look up gi joe hasbro six inch figures uh be prepared to be blown away they're awesome and we gotta look up the fucking ghostbusters toys oh, because God, yes. that's gonna be my fucking the, uh, living room two sets, two sets the original cartoon ones from the real ghostbusters cartoon and the movie ones yeah. i'm more interested in the real ghostbusters ones honestly really? yeah I, I, those plasma those ghostbusters plasma six inch man they got me by the balls remember the little wire uh, guns they had to make it look yeah. like the plasma energy well they're all coming with their little ghosts too Yep, like the way they were intended originally. Actually, I'm pretty sure that they used the original molds and just added articulation. They've they've even said that that's what they they were trying to do. Which I think 
is possible with those, but I'm not sure. But they were really articulated anyway, mm. if I recall. They were, yeah, they, yeah, I think they had knees at the very least and hips. They had knees and hips, but these have rockers, so I mean, they're... Man, rocker ankles is... Anyway, that's another... <laughs> yeah, that's the whole thing. <laughs> this is my favorite, but... My brain's going to the other way. My brain's going to, man, I hope they redo the Proton Pack toys, too, because I, I remember being in <sighs> Halloween dress-up day in elementary school... I had the, the, we went to the store, we bought a jumpsuit onesie, we stitched my la- a patch with my last name on it, I had the plastic thing, I thought I was a fucking Ghostbuster. That's it was badass. Fucking happiest day ever. Well, I know that they're not redoing the real Ghostbusters ones yet, because I will be having one of those too, because I had one. And oh, that, yeah. that was phenomenal. Oh, man, that thing was so cool. And the ghost trap too, that you stomped on it and it opened up. But we'll get awesome. that in toys. Uh, <laughs> but uh, they're also doing, um, so when they did the Hasbro Pulse Live thing, uh, Ivan Reitman and Jason Reitman came out. Badass. And like, that was the big reveal at the end of the, everybody's like, why are we waiting on Ghostbusters? I remember the stream was pissed off. Everybody's like, why are we waiting on Ghostbusters? Show us fucking Ghostbusters. And they're like, why is he doing it last? Because they like, dude talked about Transformers for like 45 minutes to an hour. And, um, but it needed that because there's a new show coming out, which is animated. That's the Transformers War for Cybertron Siege, I believe. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a trilogy. The first part is Siege yeah. with 100% less Michael Bay. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and very, very G1 advanced designs, I guess you could say. Yeah, the story takes place before they come to Earth, uh, right before things really hit the fan and they take off. Um, so it's chronicling the war before they leave yeah. to come here. See, this is why I like Transformers more than G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe was fun and you got to see constant combat and shit. Mm-hmm. And and they they weren't like stormtroopers. Those fucker Cobra could fucking shoot people. Uh, people would get shot from t- not time to time, but they'd always crawl off or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no I got never shot died. in the chest, but now I have a limp. Yeah. Always well, weird. Cobra had the blue lasers. Joe had the red lasers. That I never always liked messed it. with me as a kid. Like, evil is you got the red lasers. Why did you reverse it? I always saw that when too. you watch GI Joe the movie on acid, it makes all the difference on the blinky colors. <laughs> I've not done that, but I might now. Oh, tr- it was worth it. <laughs> it was, <laughs> When, ne- when I saw Nemesis Enforcer start to fly out the screen, that was about it for me. I just remember sitting there just tripping balls going, I am globulous. I have no penis. I am globulous. I have a tail. <laughs> and that figure, I remember that figure pack was so big where you got oh, a, yeah. uh, you got um, a Nemesis Enforcer, a Cobra Law Trooper, and the Globulus, and they had to make it like that big to have Globulus in it because he had like the 12 inch tail. Well, it, it, eight inch tail. I remember G.I. Joe toys being a whole lot easier to find. I remember going in like grocery stores and having a full display. Whereas Transformers, those fuckers were hard to come by in the day. They were Mm -hmm. more expensive and they flew the fuck off the shelves. It was really hard to find. When the X-Men animated series toys came out. Or the, not the animated series toys, but the X-Men line of toys that maxed yeah. out when the animated the series 80s, came They started to run, run the You 80s. couldn't find G.I. Joe anywhere as much as you could Transformers at random. And those, because it opened up the floodgate for all those knockoff cartoon shows. Like there was Toxic Avenger toys, the one season of Beetlejuice cartoon that oh, ran, the, yeah, the yeah, Beetlejuice yeah. toys. Where he was a good guy. Yeah, which made no sense. I loved the Beetlejuice cartoon. <laughs> it's good, because, yeah. But it made, like, it doesn't hold. If you go back and rewatch it, I'm like, oh, wow, this was, even they even toy cashed in Beetlejuice? Mm. But no, I I liked Transformers more because it had a fucking lore. Like like when you were yeah. even though it was a you know big merch pitch, it, it had a lore. Like okay, these guys are from another planet. The Decepticons just oh wow, so they're 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 going and taking other planets' resources. Like it made you could say it out loud and it made sense. Where GI Joe, it's like you say it out loud. And like, What's Cobra? Uh, some really cool outfitted dudes <laughs> that want to blow us up, and for some reason. Uh, uh, this lady with the glasses makes me tingle inside. Like, that's all I knew. <laughs> and they about hated the town Cobra. of 
Springfield. Springfield? <laughs> well, the comic G.I. Joe was way cooler. It was a little more serious. Um, and I remember Cobra Commander was um, a pyramid scheme guy. He had like yeah. a, like an Amway thing going on. And he was in this tiny sp- uh, town of Springfield with his little Amway pyramid scheme and eventually transformed the whole town into secret Cobra Town. They had the Crimson Guards in their basements. Tomax and Zaymont. Tomax and Zaymont. Running the... Running, uh, it was something Enterprises. And it's just slipping oh, my head right it, now. Oh, something Enterprises. Damn. Um, it's something very, very like normal corporate 84... Yes, yes. Kind of sound too. <laughs> the cartoons Cobra Commander never scared me, but Destro did. Destro's the one you got to worry about. Oh, yeah. Destro's going to wait for Joe and Cobra to kill each other, <laughs> and then he's going to pick, <laughs> and then he's going to kill whoever wins. That's really his ultimate I, end game. I, I liked Destro and I liked the twins because those, Max and Zaymont's awesome. Yeah, they, they, awesome. They all seem like those were the three dudes that were going to fucking kill you. Zartan, I thought was a big. I was a big fan of Zartan and the Dreadnoughts for sure. I can go with that. Oh yeah, my the Dreadnoughts are my Dreadnoughts and Sergeant uh, Sergeant Slaughter's Marauders. Not just the Renegade Commandos <laughs> from the movie, which I loved, but Slaughter's Marauders. And when because after that, when they did have Slaughter's Marauders on the show, it was always Slaughter's Marauders fighting Dreadnoughts. So it became they this whole kind of like the Joe Dreadnoughts. Now that I think about it, yeah. I, never, I never thought about that. He dragged that team together. It was like Charbroil and Lowlight and Spirit and Falcon. Like that was the after the movie kind of thing, and it just happens right there. Oh, it's fantastic because you always had them fighting. That's when you had the most dreadnoughts. That's when you added Road Pig and all that, mm. you know, because originally you had Buzzer, Torch, and uh, the, 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 the Cutter. Cutter, and then Monkey. No, Ranch no, was not the next Cutter. One. Cutter was the torpedo or the um, the boat guy. Buzzer, Torch, and that guy with the, uh, yeah, the guy with the uh, the big Jaws of Life thing. I can't think of his name. Ripper. Ripper. God, Thrasher was the Thunder Machine pilot, yep. and then Monkey Wrench was the mechanic. Yeah, Monkey Wrench was the mechanic. And then you added Road Pig, was just the, the muscle, mm. and uh, guys like that. And of course, Zartan was their leader. Um, Where do you guys stand on Masters of the Universe? I know, Cody, you're a big fan. JC, what, uh, what's your take on Masters? I uh, loved it. I still love it. Uh, I even watched Shira and all that shit. Like I, uh, which Dude, one? Hordak was cool as fuck. I thought. I thought the, I, I, I thought had she, a Hordak figure to this I day. She, I thought Shira had some of the better designed villains for sure. Yeah, but uh, I I had uh, Castle Grayskull in the living room mm-hmm. kind of kid. Like I'm. My 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 thing with with He Man was that I liked the supporting cast more than I liked He Man. I thought he like I've never been a fan of like the He Man or Captain America or, or you know Flint archetypes. Like That's they, me. They bore the fucking yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically, the people that Cody has based his whole fucking life off. <laughs> like you're explaining my characters. <laughs> like, like they always bore the shit out of me because they lack like motivation. Where like. I would have watched a whole show about Octo. They like sinister motivation. Their motivation is to motivate the others. That's right. That's why the other ones are like his beachhead. I I would have rather watched. (laughs) I would have rather watched a cartoon of just man at arms working out or reading a strategy book than I would one more time of I am the defender of a like. Oh, shut the fuck up, dude! I loved every bit of it. I mean, and obviously there were um, undertones. In the old show, they're that were a little present. more obvious now. I think uh, watching it's uh, kind of like what they are very obvious. And did they touch on that in the toys that uh, made us? I, they did not. They did not go into that, did they? No, probably tastefully so. Yeah, yeah, I think how, that's kind of a, the way we're talking about it right now. Yeah, yeah. It's 
heavily guided in your window to help you go to your Google search strings, even though we're not telling you. My name's Prince Adam, and I held aloft my magic sword in my pink vest. It was just, okay. And look at the rainbows and glitter that come out as I transform into a shirtless guy wearing a BDSM harness. I'm just saying, yeah. I've always thought they should lean into it because I do. of that. I think we've talked about um, this. I, I, I think, think it, they should go full-blown homosexual He-Man movie, like Flash mm-hmm, Gordon. Me too. Now, I mean this with the ultimate respect. I think it could be fantastic. I, I would fucking watch the shit out of it. Oh, no, it'd be great. I mean, and, and you know, we're not talking about stereotypical no, 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 anything no. like that. No, Nothing nothing that would be like a caricature of the, no, of the no, thing. No. It would be very seriously played. Just own it. Do yeah, it. Just do, own it. Just do it Lean fucking it. tastefully, man. Don't mm-hmm. make it a big, like, I'm going to make gay jokes now. No, no just don't even got to. Don't no, do nothing. that shit. No, just just let him be representing, man. Yeah. And like, how cool would that icon be for, like, LGBTQ kids today? Day. Like mm-hmm. if they had a big, if they do it just right, which would yeah. be hard to do. But be. I just have this it's vision. A thin so line. Cool. It's such a thin line. But if they could walk it just right, it would be fucking. Yeah, just just lean into some Flash Gordon style production, uh, maybe even put a couple of songs in it, musical style. I don't know. Just I could see it being something fantastic. Maybe not musicals. That might be. <laughs> no, he meant musically, like like things like like using Queen for the soundtrack yes, and yes, stuff yes. like oh, that. Oh, okay, okay. Like okay. you know, like really, really lean into that. Hokiness too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Lean into the hokey feeling mm-hmm. of the eighty, because that eighty style man. Some, somebody call Adam Lambert. He's he's not mm-hmm. doing anything, but he's more relevant. And he does that with, style? Doesn't he work with Queen sometimes? Yeah, or? that's what I'm. That's why yeah. I, I wasn't joking. I'm like seriously. Call <laughs> yeah. Did you not see that fucking solo album that he put out where he had the flock of seagulls haircut and the fucking Bowie nod to the fucking makeup? No, oh, yeah, seriously. Yeah, fucking no. call Adam That'd Lambert. Be fantastic. Yeah. Now I had. He-Man toys before the cartoon came out and the toys came with a little miniature comic book. Yeah. And those mini comic books were much, much more like Conan the Barbarian or Thunder the Barbarian. They were, they were serious. It was like post-apocalyptic sci-fi. It was, it was simpler, darker, grimmer, more serious. So when that cartoon came out, even though I was eight or whatever, when I was watching it, I just remembered thinking the cartoon was so corny. I hated Orko. I hated Orca. Uh, I, I, why do I keep Prince Adam? Though? Prince Adam wasn't even part of it until the cartoon. They're like, oh, he needs a secret identity right. to be Prince. I didn't like that, and I just felt, even as an eight-year-old, thinking this is so so cheesy. When I had an already established thing in my head of what it was like, so that's mm, why I think that this, with that this Kevin Smith Motu. I think it's called Revelation. I think it's called Revelation. Yeah, or it's. A, I think that. The, from everything I've heard and seen about it, it, they're very much hearkening back to the comics by staying loyal to the canon of the show. Right. But it's very much going to look more like those mini comics. That's cool. And holy shit, that voice actor list. Oh, I know. Oh, it's insane. Oh, wow. my fuck. When when Henry Rollins' name got added to the list, I know shit got tagged like 20 times in five <laughs> minutes on Facebook. <laughs> oh, I knew you would. I knew you would. Yeah, it's, it's something else to see. I mean... You got Hamill doing Skeletor. It's not sold right there. Sold. Uh, I think uh, Conroy's doing um, Merman. That's an odd choice, but I, I mean, sure, why not go with it? I think at this point they just needed like Conroy on the list because like it, it would it would look weird with that list without Conroy. Yeah, on it. yeah, it would. Now, you got Monel being uh, Prince Adam. Monel from Supergirl is playing Prince Adam and uh, He Man, and he's got a phenomenal voice. Uh, I don't know if you guys haven't even watched Supergirl, have you? I uh, watched uh, that part of, uh, of when she's in Crisis and Infinite Earth. Okay. So watch that. <laughs> like, anyway, he's, Mon- he's Monel. I can't remember his name. It's Chris something, um, I believe. Uh, you got Sarah Michelle Geller, and she's doing... Oh, God, which one is she? She's not doing Evil Lynn because that's... Uh, um, she's Tila. She's Tila, yeah. You got Cersei is doing... 
Evil Lynn. That's awesome. Yeah. Alicia Silverstone, Queen Marlena. Yeah, I saw that too. I was like, huh? what? Yeah. You got Silverstone in there, man. Henry Rollins is Triclops. Yes, yes, yes. Jason Muse is fucking Stinkor. Yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> that is it's fucking awesome. Funny. It's Kevin Smith, dude. You know Jason Muse is getting a but part. As Stinkor, come on. It, it's awesome. kind of perfect. Yeah. That was them hitting bong hits going. Tony Todd is Scareglow. That's the one that's, <laughs> man, that's the one I'm so psyched for because Tony Todd has one of the best voices ever. He did, obviously, Candyman. He's Zoom in Flash, and that's so terrifying, his voice. His, and how little effects they had to put on his yeah. voice to make it. Like, there's some on it. Yeah. But, the, but it, it, it just accents that, oh my God, his voice is fucking terrifying. Him as Scareglow is amazing. Kevin Smith's daughter, Harley Quinn Smith, is Alina, who I don't know who that is. Uh, I have no problem with, her, with him casting her because oh, after no. seeing Jane Silent Bob reboot and realizing, oh my God, she can actually act now. Yeah, put her in yeah, fucking she's everything. Fine. Yeah, she's good. Put her she's in good fucking in everything. She's good in that movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's an amazing cast list. Uh, who's Beastman? I'm trying to remember. It's a, it's a, it's somebody. I don't think this list I'm looking at has it. There was somebody is playing Beastman. That's like. I was like, yes, of course. Uh, uh, Kevin Michael Richardson. Yeah, Kevin Michael Richardson, there of course, is. yeah. Great voice actor. Oh, my God, he's done so much stuff. He he reinvented the Joker for the Batman and on, and won several Grammys for it. Or, I mean, Grammys, uh, Emmys for it. And <laughs> the, he won Grammys for talking <laughs> on a that's cartoon a, that's show. That's a thing that happens. Yeah, it might as well. So what about some of these other 80s uh, hero shows before we move on to anything else? Like, you know, we had, what, Mask? We oh, had, Mask. Uh, Mask was a really cool idea. Yeah, that was a great idea. It was like a semi-transformer. Yeah, thing. the was, thing that sucked about Mask though was the actual toys for it was the easiest parts to lose oh of yeah that I had. <laughs> trust me because you guys have seen i started recently started recollecting mask and like finding part like, like i literally have to order a part yeah good luck with those helmets bro yeah <laughs> actually I, I got a bunch of helmets and figures but that's for toys yep. uh, but mask was cool because you know it was uh it was always about the secrets within the vehicle mm. that was the idea behind the whole show and then but i mean then you started leading into you know, you got that. Of course, Real Ghostbusters, the best, one of the best uh, cartoons from that era um, that, you know, reintroduced Ghostbusters in a way that, that, that show was actually pretty serious. It was. It, I was. Mean, it was. It had a really good storyline. It holds up pretty well. It's kind of like Thundercats. Now, what about, oh, Thundercats. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I was just about to do a Ghostbusters thing. But wow, Thundercats, man. That, that's actually a pretty serious show when you go back and look yeah. at it. And but, all of these shows, one thing that they all had in common is all of their introductions, all of the intros had this badass, almost anime level, just serious kick-ass artwork. And yeah. some of the episodes, you know, would have a higher budget and they'd have great art. But man, just go back and watch any of the introductions of Thundercats, Joe's, Transformers. It's anime level, just badassery before anime really Thundercats came to America. Thundercats is the one that really sticks out for me. So good. So oh, yeah. fucking good. But uh, back to Ghostbusters. Do you remember that weird-ass cartoon uh, before the movie came out? What, what were they calling it at that time? Oh, that was out? Ghostbusters. Just straight Ghostbusters. And it had like the gorilla mm -hmm. and the ghost. And it was... It's based I off a 60s TV show. It was a 60s show, yeah. I only, which was based off of uh, like a live action thing. Is that it right? was live action. The cartoon... The, the original was live action. The 60s show was live action. Oh, yeah. It, they got a gorilla yeah. suit and The guy in the so gorilla weird. suit that drove the car and his name was like Joe or something. So they did that to capitalize on Ghostbusters. Mm -hmm. But they brought it back. And so that's why the, the real Ghostbusters had to call themselves that because of that show from the 60s yep and that show is 
uh, the original show is probably okay. I've seen it a couple times. Know, no, like, it's, 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 it's bad. But like, <laughs> really. But I'm also I thinking back it, on things like that. I didn't know it existed until I watched that documentary on Ghostbusters on really? Netflix. And I was like, and I went, huh. I, I, I deep dove online to watch the old 60s. I was like, oh my God, this is The garbage. live action one? Yeah. I, yeah, like, I, I don't remember much about garbage. it. Garbage. I remember the cartoon being okay, but I hated it just because it didn't have them in it. So I didn't watch it. It's like a, during that time, if you remember, if you were a boy, <laughs> certain things would come on in certain orders. Mm, and yep. I believe it was um, G.I. Joe, Transformers, Jim and the Holograms. Oh, good old Jim, man. You can't forget about fucking Jim. Which I you cannot forget about Jim. I watched Jim. Blood, watched every episode. Yeah, I had a, I had a sister at that time, and uh, it was cool. I, was, I could justify watching Jim yeah. at that time. I'm like, oh, Jim, and it was cool. I thought it was cool because they were like You're a punk star. rock band. I mean, uh, they were pretty cool. She, I liked, I always liked Dazzler from X-Men Comics, and I mm-hmm. kind of just thought of her as being Dazzler. There you go. And But I remember like my friends would be over, and they'd be like, no, I don't want to watch Jim. <laughs> it's a stupid girl show. And I'm like, we're watching Jim, man. <laughs> I like pink. <laughs> and the Misfits. <laughs> I mean, it's, come on, it's awesome. And then, then that the Misfits was the boy band, correct? Uh, no, they were no, the, the evil chick. No, they yeah, were the, the girls. The evil chick yeah, band. Yeah, the, yeah. Evil, the evil chick band. Yeah, I forgot. There were boys that there were like their boyfriends, and I remember I can't remember what it, they were called. I don't either, but they were kind of like flock of seagulls. These are. Yeah, they had a manager that was a boy, and uh, I'm trying to remember what his name was too. But anyway, that was Jim, and then you <laughs> went from Jim to Shoot. Ghostbusters, and then Ghostbusters, the real Ghostbusters. Sorry, and um, that was. Man, it was cool. And then they started doing, what was it? Extreme G.I. Joe and Ghostbusters around? Oh, the... that's right. Oh, that's, I that's getting into the 90s when things yeah. were extreme. <laughs> well, Every, everything has to be sponsored by Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, there's so much 80s stuff. That, that's when Disney started releasing cooler stuff like DuckTales, like uh, Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers. Tailspin. I, can't Tailspin. Be- I can't believe we've gone 44 Dark minutes Duck. in an animation episode without mentioning The Simpsons. Well, that's well, what we're going there. into. <laughs> I was about to say, about but, to but, but at that time, the biggest release that changed animation was The Simpsons, as mm-hmm. far as you know, crossing the line between adult and children. Um, you know, up until Beavis and Butthead, that was the next adult show. But The Simpsons kind of drove that home. Cultural fucking phenomenon. I remember being in the fourth grade and going to get school supplies, and there was a row in in the Kmart of nothing but the Simpsons versions of all of the fucking school supplies. It was yep. before they got yep. in trouble for like Homer choking Bart because of the, they got sued over that. Eat my shorts, man. Yeah, but yeah, it's like all, everything was like eat my shorts, or you could get the notebook with Homer like choking out fucking Bart and shit. Mm. Uh, and, and at that time, the the, the Fox Network was the edgiest fucking thing in the world because they had the Simpsons and Married with Children and in Living Color. Oh, yeah, that's true. And, and like, I, as a kid, I remember my, my fucking... My, my mom and her husband, like, they loved The Simpsons, which meant I got to watch Married with Children mm-hmm. and in Living Color. And, like... And, and, Speaking you of not holding tell. up well, man, Married with Children has got some rough spots if you go back and watch yeah. it. Now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I still laugh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I th- yeah I'm, I'm not, I, I I'm not sorry. I laugh. <laughs> I would never quote it. I wouldn't either. <laughs> but like, it's funny. It's even funnier to me now because I'm like, oh man, that would be so edgy if it was happening now. Mm. Oh, like, God. I mean, that would be like way too edgy and we would get in trouble. Some of it's borderline. Like, if, if you didn't realize that Al loves Peg as much as he does, it's borderline domestic violence. Mm. Particularly when he's in the shoe store. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. the, some of the stuff he says oh, to the women in that shoe store. I still oh, no. maintain that, that the, the, shoe store, the shoe store scenes has to be Quentin Tarantino's all-time favorite uh, sitcom. Because it's just nothing but feet. Man. It, it, you just see it, you know, fucking Al Bundy just drooling on oh, toes. I mean, But the body shaming. Oh, yeah. That's that's what it is. He it's, went into it hard. Anyway. Anyway. Simpsons. Right. Because we're about to talk about some stuff that's way too political, and I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm not doing Pre- it. Previously, on Geeks Inherited the Earth. <laughs> so the Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> and right, right around that time, I know we're going to dedicate anime to another uh, episode entirely because it's yeah. just so dense. But right around that same time frame, that is when anime was starting to break in America big time. Like Akira, yeah. Vampire Hunter D, Fist of the North Star, all this stuff is, was really hitting. And as a kid, you know, there was no internet. You had to know somebody with a VHS tape or yeah. to recommend it to you. And man... I just fucking fell in love. Anime, when that shit came out, it changed my life. Well, it was I mean, you awesome. Have to, it was like, they're, this is serious here. Yeah. They fucking care. You know, it was great. You have to mention Akira just because it's the first anime that was ever marketed to us. It was the first anime that, that, that was like, go to your store and rent this. This right. is the new Blade Runner. And it, it made no sense to me as a kid until I watched it. I'm like, why are they fucking marketing this to me? And then I watched it. I'm like, oh, my fucking God. Yeah. Like Akira and Ghost in the Shell were the two standouts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, now, I had to watch Akira like three times before I knew what the fuck was happening. Right. But it was fun to I, figure it out. I, I gotta be honest with you, I'm 38 years old and I'm still not entirely convinced <laughs> I know what the fuck happened. The last 15 movie. minutes, I'm not sure anybody is. No, there is a point where that shit just flies so far off the rails. If yeah, you're not from Japan and you don't fucking know, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know? But uh, no, uh, when, when The Simpsons started spearheading out. Uh, uh, South Park got its start, which I don't think people ever give South Park enough credit. You may be onto something there. For what it's fucking done. Because if you think about it, all right, um, Family Guy set its records after South Park. Okay, South Park comes in, it's the first full, admittedly not for children cartoon to hit primetime. Other than Liquid Television, which was late. Liquid Television does not fucking get enough credit for what it did for animation in America. Oh, I just have to like, like, more. Ian throw that in alone. In, but, and Beavis and Butthead. Oh, yeah. yep, just but, I mean, we're talking about primetime, though. Prime Liquid time. Television came yeah. on well, like late. 11, yeah, it's like 11, 11.30. This I think, is I think they both fucking did. South yeah. Park was... Nine o'clock? Right, nine o'clock. Family Guy started on the Sunday night block. But when South Park came out, it was... Uh, uh, people don't realize how long of a cultural phenomenon South Park was. Because if you look at all the adult animation now, especially the Netflix stuff, because like adult animations, my wheelhouse like anime is for yeah. you guys. Uh, uh, South Park was not only the first, it was the first to evolve its cast. Most of these shows quit oh, right, right. or would recast. And instead, South Park went through multiple iterations where they completely changed the style. And like, it was a big deal when they graduated to the fourth grade. Because at that point, you realized every episode of South Park has now happened. And it's canon, and it's serialized that fast. Yeah. They they made their own. They blazed their own fucking trail for it, and they've never stopped changing the game. Five years ago, I think it was maybe four, when they started treating uh, the seasons as one movie, and every right. single yep. episode feeds into the last one. And people, I, I know people that have gotten off South Park, and they're like, "Well, I don't understand what's happening." But like, nah, bitch, you have to start at the beginning of the season and go to the end, and you have to have seen the last four seasons for it to make sense. They've turned it into a series of movies. They never stop switching shit up. So this opens the door for Seth MacFarlane to shoe in Family Guy, and then when Family Guy gets canceled. Family Guy gets the first animated show of adult animation to get returned. 
And a large part of it had to do with the fact that now South Park, with no family guy, was tripling numbers. And Fox were like, Damn. fuck, we can cut back into this. Because mm. if you look at when Family Guy got canned, right around then, South Park, bigger, longer, and uncut drops. There is mm-hmm. absolutely no coincidence that South Park got greenlit for a movie when they were talking about shit canning Family Guy. I don't mm. remember which came first, but they're all those talks It was right around the same, the same time. All those talks happened at the same fucking time. Yeah, it was right around the same time, But for when sure. Family Guy comes back, now Seth MacFarlane's had years to develop these characters in his head. Because if you read what Seth MacFarlane was up to in the tenure there, it was a lot of drinking. And he was still sitting there writing Family Guy ideas. And then Family Guy looks at South Park and goes, well, if they can evolve their characters, and now Cartman is this voice box of everything filth in the world, and Kyle's supposed to be the voice of reason, and Kenny's supposed to be the representation of people abusing the poor, we can do it with Brian, the talking dog, that's now my liberal spokesperson for the Seth MacFarlane agenda. And now uh, fucking... Peter becomes every 80 sitcom dad, and it opens up the ability for you to do shit in animation that you would want to do in a sitcom, but you physically cannot do. And the, the family guy in South Park were in an arms race there for a little while for who can go the farthest. Adult Swim's in their own category of the world. They're doing their own thing. And there's a fucking arms race between Family Guy and South Park. And that's why we got inundated with it. That's why people saw too much of it. They were in a fucking ratings war to see who could go crazier, who could go farther. And and the, the, the winner was us. There were, like, neither show won. It depends on which one you like. Right. But the winner right. was us because when Netflix starts up, they go, okay, fuck their arms race bring us all of the adult cartoons that you can give us mm-hmm. shows and that if you look at what netflix specifically signed they were specifically signing uh shows that could not be done with humans they wanted sitcoms episodic content i still don't understand why there's not a second season of paradise pd that's one of the funniest goddamn things i've ever watched in my life but like, there isn't they they said that there was one coming and i've never seen it updated. i don't think i have either I like they announced right. it and i've never fucking seen it uh, but when you go down through it, like look at BoJack Horseman. Okay, BoJack Horseman was originally a pitch as a uh, as a live action show, an original version of it. Wow. Uh, no, not 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 what it became. The original conception of it was going to be having a failed TV star, and then that script got thrown, and these guys wanted to do this anthropomorphic show, and somehow all of these ideas get merged back into the machine, and BoJack Horseman's created. And when you when BoJack Horseman comes out, it's the uh, BoJack is the epitome of adult animation. Like it starts with The Simpsons, it ends with BoJack because there's no arms race with BoJack. South Park and Family Guy have been in a dick waving contest for twenty fucking years. BoJack walked out, goes, "Okay, we're going to make the most adult cartoon in the history of adult cartoons." BoJack comes out and we go, "Okay, this guy's alcoholic." ex-sitcom star from the 80s who's just living up in his place. He's going to write an autobiography about himself and it's going to, you know, it's completely anthropomorphic with the animals and they delve into addiction, death, family abuse, all sorts of shit while still being one of the funniest fucking shows on TV and completely taking a massive shit on pop culture. You could physically not do that. Any humans could not do that. And, like, BoJack won all of its awards for a reason, and the final season has a definitive ending for a reason. They're like, we finished this story. We ended it before it went on too long. And I can't wait to see what people like Netflix or Amazon Prime have to do now because there's right. no arms race, but the pinnacle's been reached. Like, that's where the fucking mission is. Sorry, I just went on this huge ass. Oh, no, no, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. You covered adult cartoons pretty much 
completely. That was awesome. <laughs> it was amazing. That was amazing. I mean, the only thing you can say is like uh, the difference between BoJack and uh, Big Mouth is that you have this something that's just really raunchy. Mm. Big Mouth, I love because it's it's one of the raunchiest shows ever. But it's not okay. When people look at it and go, "Well, it's the show about puberty." This show is for, in my opinion, either adults, specifically ones that have raised kids or raising them currently. Because uh, if you if you're just an adult, you'll get the joke. If I, I don't know anybody with like teenage level kids that like that show at all, they all think it's fucking stupid and kind of exploitive. Probably. But like, if you're an adult and you have to go back and remember how fucked up puberty was, it's fucking hilarious. Oh yeah. It's even funnier if you've got a kid and you're sitting there watching, going, "Oh, the puberty monster's coming!" <laughs> God damn it. No, Big Mouth is its own thing. I think it's a nice coping mechanism. I think uh, I, I know a lot of people that watch it just because it helps them with like trauma that they endured, like oh. starting puberty and like when they're first sexual experiences and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a therapeutic show for some, but it's raunch. It's the raunchiest fucking thing on Netflix for fucking sure. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. So, yeah, there's my adult animation run. Oh, that was comprehensive. <laughs> so following uh, following Simpsons, we had gotten away from Saturday morning cartoons. We'd gotten away from afternoon cartoons, and then. We had the afternoon cartoons come back with Batman in the animated series and Toonami. That yeah. kind of reestablished that after school, hey, rush home and watch Dragon Ball Z or Batman kind of thing. That's what I was going to go into. Batman animated yeah. series was so incredible game changing because it was serious. It was. Yeah. yeah, they pushed it to standard. Look, they pushed standards and practices as far as they could constantly. So they had to constantly come in and answer for that stuff. And I believe Animaniacs did too. Oh, lot. God, Animaniacs really pushed it. How A got away with half the shit <laughs> on Animaniacs? Nurse. It was pretty rough. I mean, they did some crazy stuff in that. It's kind of like I, I know earlier we didn't mention Ninja Turtles at all, but Turtle Mania. Oh, just thinking that. The, the, How did we do this whole thing without talking about the turtles? Turtles were a cultural fucking phenomenon. In fact, Turtle Mania. I was there. Oh, we yeah. were we were 100%. there. Oh, totally. And uh, to even explain it is impossible. Not to be that guy, but I legitimately did because I had a friend again. I just I don't know. I had friends that had cool shit. Uh, I saw the black and white turtle stuff before the cartoon aired. So mm-hmm. I had that anticipation. And much like Masters of the Universe, I was like, what have they done to this? Oh, no. <laughs> My uncle would give me the comics when he would finish them, and I would watch the animation wow. simultaneously, just like with G.I. Joe. And I got spoiled by both uh, the comics for everything because they were just darker and more insane my, particularly turtles my yes. all-time favorite turtles reference was when they have to track down april o'neill and they couldn't say her brand of cigarette so they had to oh. say her brand of gum and they pick up the gum and smell it even as a kid i'm like that's a cigarette <laughs> <laughs> they were being noir it, it is physically and mentally impossible to explain to people how big turtle mania really fucking was yeah like, like it was the Hulk Hogan of cartoons. It, it was. really was. It was uh, like that changed every. It changed the game. It was uh, so good that when the live action movie came out, we forgave them for having Vanilla Ice sing Ninja Ninja rap. <laughs> the second one, the first the one was great. One. The first, the first one was movie great. still really holds up. It does. I think it does. It's more. It's more Eastman and Laird though. Than it, it is. It's the perfect blend of the two. And it's, it introduced you've got Sam that... Rockwell. Yeah. Wow. Really. Yep. But you. Know, but huh. he's one of the uh, the street villains in the opening scene. Fucking cool. Mutagen Man, that figure for Mutagen <laughs> Man. Okay, so he's going to be see-through and all of his guts are going to be in there. Yep. They, they awesome. already said that. Uh, but anyway, uh, we could go on for Turtles, turtles forever. Will, turtles will probably be better for the toy episode anyway. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah, well, we'll, we got this interview coming up here in a few minutes. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, we didn't plan that, but my God, that really makes us sound slick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a few other things that I was thinking about during that time in the 90s, though, uh, leading out from Turtles and leading out of the show. Uh you had Batman the animated series that just 
completely changed the game with the standards of practice thing. Then it opened up a new universe with the Justice League cartoon. Yeah, and hold and all that's, that. about, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> and Animaniacs making an, a, a very well-hidden educational cartoon. Yeah. Uh, fucking still edgy as shit and awesome. Well, and, and, and Tiny Toons followed suit with that, which I think was by the oh, same yeah. company. I think it was both Spielberg. <laughs> yeah. It's very spielberg and you could tell he was he was interacting with both those shows a lot. Then you had things like um, Gargoyles, which we talked about before. Mm-hmm. All that stuff kind of led into uh, that 2000s era where we had the DC Universe stuff. Right, right. And then the Marvel shows started up. That some Well, the Marvel shows kind of finished up during that time. That was when you had like, uh, what was it? You, you know, First it was X-Men, but then it led into the Fantastic Four, Hulk, Iron Man, Avengers stuff that would come yeah, on. Yeah, that was a whole other Marvel Universe they had yeah. there, the Marvel cartoon oh, universe. We didn't really hit the X-Men animated series in this, but considering we have a whole interview with George Booza, I think we've covered that. Yeah, we've covered it quite a bit, yeah. <laughs> I, I think we need to give a shout out to Stimpy, you idiot! Yeah, Ren and Stimpy. Oh my God. Absolutely. That was another one of like Beavis and Butthead and Ren and Stimpy were door openers from hell too. But Ren and Stimpy, I think, held up way fucking better. It's shocking to watch that now. I'm it like, is. what the fuck? This was How? on television? It's gross. Oh god. Powder Toast Man is clearly PCP. Powder Toast Man. <laughs> it's some clearly, kind of drug. No, he is clearly PCP. I have done PCP. <laughs> he is clearly PCP. No, sir. You get wet, man. I don't like it. <laughs> Not one bit. <laughs> um, man, I mean, honestly, we could go on about cartoons forever, especially modern cartoons. There's so much that's happened. Avatar: The Last Airbender yeah, changed the game big really time did. from Nick. I mean, we didn't even talk about a lot of Nick stuff that was happening during the '90s. Obviously, Ren and Stimpy is the big standout. Uh, Tiny Toons. I mean, th- Rugrats I was, was a I was massive. Say Rugrats. Rugrats. I mean, was that was huge, a generational yeah. thing for sure. Um, and and then, we didn't get Daria in either, which was no, a door no, opener no. game changer because yeah, well, it was a female lead cartoon that was aimed at teenagers and young adults. Nothing like that had been done in that market. And a lead off from Beavis and Butthead, which once again is uh, they were just snippets of of crazy awesome that was very formative we're gonna have to do another animation episode. Animation oh, part two coming up we'll focus on we're, anime and then touch a little more on uh, side cartoons then. yeah especially modern animation mm. there's so much to talk about there now anime is a household name yeah absolutely i mean people love anime now i mean that's where the weebs term comes from we love you weebs yeah, yeah my, i mean you can go to stores now and find my hero academia shit my channel is obsessed with Crazy. my hero academia what the sh- I just got into it. I got into it over my kid. I started watching episodes with her, and I'm like, this is fucking dope. It's superhero school. But but anyway. With that, I, any, any recommendations before we go, boys? Oh, wow. I've been thinking about cartoons so much. Uh, recommendations. Let's see. New Justice League comic. I'm loving it. Uh, departure from the Snyder stuff. I think I mentioned this on the last episode. Uh, really enjoying that. Uh, finally wrapped up some TV shows, and now I'm going to be heading off into Lock and Key. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Lock, Lock and Key. key. That's yeah. going to be the next one we're queuing up. So, uh. I'm two episodes into Lock and Key. Lock and Key's mine, for sure. Lock and Key, and if you haven't finished BoJack Horseman, definitely BoJack Horseman, because that second, like the, it ended on a cliff, like a mid-season thing, and there was more episodes coming out, but that mid-season looked like the end of the fucking show, and then more episodes came out. Oh, but, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, finish BoJack if you haven't. Lock and Key, and... Uh, Read Wolverine one. Oh hell, fuck yeah! Read Wolverine one. <laughs> it is fantastic. That's my recommendation. All right. Well, I think we're gonna get out of here. Uh, I'm CK. I'm JC. Mike D. And stay tuned for an interview with Rob Paulson. And the masters of the universe. I am Adam, Prince of Eternia and defender of the secrets of Castle Grayskull. This is Cringer, my fearless friend. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to me the day...